So, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Miraculous Beings. I'm your host and self-awareness coach, Shweta Shivraman. And this is a show where we discover, learn and implement lessons from others' life journeys. Today's speaker is someone who I had a chance to interact with in my early podcasting years. Someone who is warm, genuine, approachable, online and offline and walks the talk. Our first guest is none other than Ashton Doctor, aka The Habit Coach. He's also the host of one of India's leading podcasts by the same name and the founder of Awesome 180. Thank you so much for being a part of this, uh, Ashton. It's a pleasure to have you here. My pleasure. I'm so excited. First ever podcast of this uh, on this platform. So super honored. Thank you. Right, right. Uh, so so excited. Uh, so instead of me introducing you, probably uh, if you were to share your story in in under a minute, how would you describe yourself, Ashton? So what I do currently is that I'm a habit coach, but that's not something that I always did. Um, I was born into an entrepreneurial family, so we had our own family business, and that's what I did for the longest time, fifteen years. And this is something that started off as a passion project, and then just took a life of its own. So the Habit Coach podcast is one of the things that I do, and um, I think we're at close to now five hundred episodes on the Habit Coach podcast. We've done, uh, we've been doing this for the last two and a half years. And um, apart from that, we have our YouTube channel. Um, I do one-on-one coaching. We have our online courses coming out and books coming out as well. So, turning author first time. So it's quite interesting and exciting. Um, the whole thing right. about understanding habits and in a line like you said, my entire fight is against this word called motivation, because I think motivation is one of the biggest lies and it's one of the things that um, creates failures. and we don't realize why we are failing is because we rely on motivation all the time so the whole idea is how to not rely on motivation but to rely on small gradual changes that you can make in the form of habits right right absolutely and i think that's one thing that i completely resonate with you uh, when people come to me uh, for coaching sessions as well and they say that i do, i feel unmotivated and that's the first thing i say that it's it's not a stable thing to rely on uh, discipline routines habits all of them are much more reliable than that uh, motivation because it comes and goes right you listen to a amazing ted talk and you're like charged up 15 minutes later half an hour later you're back to what you were doing before right and uh, i know you also keep saying right in terms of uh, having an awesome life is easy and that it takes tiny steps to uh, you know make those big transformations what was that tiny step for you so for me it wasn't a tiny step so okay. when i started um i was always brought up with this whole go hard or go home mentality which is what i'm fighting against now because i realized what damage it did for me back then so when i started my change journey it wasn't a a, a tiny step but it was a you know push as hard as you can struggle struggle fight fight as the first step which did not work mm-hmm. out for me right which is right. what i realized was maybe something that was that i was doing that was wrong and in the process i suddenly learned about or or rather in hindsight i learned that the actual changes that took place came from the way that i had tweaked my lifestyle the the way that i tweaked my life in the form of habits instead of the 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 full energy full gusto go hard or go home attitude that i always had and um, like i keep telling people that you know for me it was a fitness journey that triggered everything off um i was getting ready for a presentation and i was living a very very unhealthy lifestyle back then i was overweight um i used to sleep for 4 5 hours a night that's it stressed beyond belief 
and um, I was getting ready for a, a, a presentation and I collapsed on the floor while getting ready. I probably hadn't slept for those two uh, nights before that. And um, and at the age of 30, 31, it's a very scary thing to happen to you. So you don't want that to take place. And as a result, I gave myself the goal, which was at that point of time, I thought was the best goal I could give myself, which was get a six pack. Because you're overweight, six pack, hardest goal that you can think of. Right. So that's how I started off. And that is how I tell people not to do it. Because I realized that just starting with that goal is not the way in which that you create change. You create change by actually making small changes to your life instead of something dramatic. Because when you try something dramatic, for example, sticking to the health and the fitness part is um, think about the way we approach diets. A diet is something dramatic that we do. Right? We try to make a big change to our lifestyle, we try to make a big change to the way that we eat and as a result, most of us don't end up sticking to our diets. But instead, if we started making a small tweak to it, the chances of us sticking to it are much higher. And that is the whole idea of learning habits and tweaking them instead of relying on something as dramatic as how I started. Right, right. Very interesting, right? So uh, I always say this, right? Our own experiences teach us what not to do more than what you should do sometimes as well, right? And how soft, small changes will make that difference. But if I could share one observation that I've seen in people, uh, you know, usually when uh, when they uh, reach a breaking point, right? Or a saturation point is when they make those transformations happen in life, right? So all these stories we hear about, you know, uh, hitting cancer and changing their life around or, you know, having something uh, like what you call rock bottom in your series, right? In your podcast series, like when you hit that rock bottom, that's when you realize you need to make changes happen. And usually by the time you hit that rock bottom, a lot of aspects of your life have spiraled out of control, right? So how would you recommend when people are almost there at that point or at that rock bottom, uh, how should they go about implementing these small changes when so many things are out of their hands? So, you know, it's a it's, it's, a, it's a journey. And um, on the Habit Coach podcast, like you said, we have these episodes which are called Celebrating Your Rock Bottom Moments, where our guests celebrate the rock bottom moments saying that this is what happened to me. I know maybe some of y'all are going through similar things and this is how I got out of it. Maybe this is how you can get out of it. The problem mm-hmm. is that we don't change till the rock bottom moment because change is hard because change is uncomfortable, because change is difficult. And even though we might be going through complete crap, we might be going through the hardest point in our life, we might be going through all sorts of things, but the idea of change is always worse and scarier than whatever it is that you're going through now. You know, it is that uh, typical thing of this is a known devil, I don't know what the unknown devil will be like. So as a result, people don't make that first step towards change which could have possibly not gotten them down to a rock bottom moment, but could have taken them on a different trajectory in life altogether. So that's the first thing. We're too scared of change. And uh, the reason, and in fact, a lot of our discussions are around change because change is the best thing that can happen to you, right? As long as you realize how to use change, change is always a positive thing because everything is constantly changing. You are constantly changing. The world is constantly changing. And the day you stop changing is technically when you die. So why get to that point? Right? Actually, when you die also, you're changing constantly. But the point is that why get to that stage? And uh, think about it this way, you know, when you hit that rock bottom moment, that is the time when you suddenly, that, that, that uh, level of fear of change is outweighs what is currently happening to you. Basically, that's what that rock bottom moment is, right? So the fear no longer grips you because now you've lost everything that you possibly can. There's no, no way else to go. That is why you change. Right. That is, 
that is when you know it's almost like your back is against the wall so you throw that that last final punch hoping that you can get out of it many a times uh, what happens is that it's that aha moment or this realization that takes place more than anything else in people's lives saying that something now has to change something has to give i cannot continue life the way it is going on right now and that is the power of that rock bottom moment so if you're listening and you have a rock bottom moment well congratulations because this is the time that's hopefully going to make you change right right i love the concept of celebrating rock bottom moments right usually that is a moment where you feel like shit everything is out of control but if we could celebrate that and use that to you know thrust us up into the right direction that's a, that's a lovely way of looking at it and and i completely Thank agree you. with you right that change is uh, scary change is hard and difficult and also somewhere i think change is loss right because you have to give up all the things that you've been doing till now it's a it's a loss of your own current lifestyle and things like that and uh, i think it was i was just reading yesterday somewhere that research shows that humans have the status quo bias you know we'd rather stick with the way things are going on as is right now rather than make that energy and shift to make change happen and maybe that's why we wait till that rock bottom but interesting perspective that we use that uh, and uh, you know uh, propel ourselves forward to make change happen right and uh, talking about you making change happen and you know those tiny steps and the persistence towards transforming your life um, one thing i think i remember you mentioning in one of our earlier conversations was that uh, when you started off the podcast you said uh, somewhere around the 240 episode mark is when you started seeing a shift happen right and uh, i know how much energy and uh, you know effort goes into creating every single podcast episode so uh, two and a half years ago how did you find that drive in you to actually keep going till that 240 mark and i'm sure you still have higher goals right so how do you keep yourself going when motivation is not that factor you're looking for so for for me motivation was never the thing for getting my podcasts out there right you set a goal for yourself which is i want 150000 downloads or 200000 downloads or whatever it is as your goal and then you work towards that goal now that you have a goal you have a direction in which you want to take the podcast right if you suddenly realize something is not working change the direction if you realize something is not working tweak it but you don't tweak the goal right because if you if you tweak the goal constantly it's like you are just running after the next shiny object so have your goals set but then start tweaking the process so don't get married to the process get married to the goal that's one way of thinking about it the other ways to think about it is that for me the habit coach podcast started off as a way of giving back right so i didn't want anything from it I wasn't looking at it for money I wasn't looking at it for fame I wasn't looking at it for anything it was my way of giving back saying that the world has been so kind to me there is so much that I've learned I wish I had something like this when I was growing up right imagine what I could have become if I knew all of this that I know now at the age of 18 at the age of 19 and that is the reason why I started the podcast I was saying that imagine if I can share this instead of having somebody go through life experience it the best way to learn is through other people's experiences correct so that is the way that i started thinking about the podcast so for me the fact that nobody was listening to it in, right in the beginning didn't matter luckily we were we were blessed we came at the right point of time when podcasting was still you know new and remember i think for the first year and a half nobody knew what a podcast was so every time i said habit coach podcast they saying acha how do i listen to it it's on youtube no 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 it's not on youtube it's an audio thing it's not a video thing so all of that explanation had to happen 
For the longest time with IBM, we had to discuss how to tell people to start listening to our podcast. We had to create the habit of listening to a podcast. So for me, it was an interesting journey, and and I like the steps to a journey instead of just being obsessed with where we are heading. Right. Uh, I love that. Right. Don't get married to the goal and tweak the process instead of tweaking that goal on your journey. I think uh, hmm. that's a beautiful takeaway and can apply to all all areas of our life where we try to make shifts happen. And uh, the second thing that you mentioned, I think, uh, doing this podcast as a service as a means of giving back. I think I, I definitely resonate with that a lot. When I started being miraculous, also it was uh, from a point where I felt like uh, I had to learn it the hard way. But maybe others don't have to learn it the hard way. It can be much more simpler and easier. And what I also realized is, for me, service uh, as a medium itself helped a lot of self transformation happen. Have you seen that across in your journey, wherein? uh service made you grow uh deeper and uh, you know stronger in your own self and in your own self transformation journey in fact the way to think about it is um so you learn do and teach in fact the episode that's coming out on thursday um mm-hmm. well it'll be different depending on when this podcast comes out but the episode that's coming out is with a guest who is an online coach and his entire th- th- theory is that you cannot teach till you've gone through the process and learned so learn do teach and what that does is that when you learn something and then you actually implement it your knowledge of that subject dramatically increases right so every single episode of the habit coach podcast whatever habit i suggest i've done myself so i know that it works the next aspect of that is teach why is teaching so important and why should you never just stop at learn and do the teaching forces you to learn more the teaching forces you to be better because when you teach people question when people question you're like oh i should have learned this let me go and learn that a little bit more right so the teaching is the most important part of this whole process and and for me i can also say that doing the podcast is extremely selfish because it helped me increase my level of knowledge and learning right there was no there would be no way i would have learned the amount that i know now if it wasn't for the podcast that i created right so it can be service it can be selfish selfish as well right it is not just like you know angel wings and a halo on my head but the thing is that you <laughs> learn through the process of teaching and you learn through all of this and you have to be open to uh, seeing all of it as an adventure right yeah. again we get so caught up in like i have to be like this i have to be like that and you know i have this image that i have to hold on to you don't have an image the image is like is is transient it'll come it'll go it'll change but enjoy the right. process that is more important right right that's that's beautiful right learn do and teach and uh, you know it just solidifies your own learning and um, and i agree right uh, i think all of us who are in the space of uh, coaching or in helping other people um, out i mean we are also helping ourselves more than anything else through this journey right uh it's a reinforcement Absolutely. every time we work with others okay. so one thing that caught my attention uh, also is that when you said right that uh, you constantly go back and learn more and uh, you know increase your own knowledge and i've heard you say also that you know you always constantly seek knowledge and you call yourself as a knowledge seeker and i've seen the way you upgrade yourself also every time right uh, the way you've shown up in social media as well i think i've seen that uh, process um how how do you go about uh, you know seeking this knowledge and constantly having that uh, mindset to learn new and you know to keep challenging yourself 
so knowledge seeker was my first designation in my company when i uh, joined so when i joined Is my it? family business we were uh-huh. our, um we were qualitative market research company right so the whole idea is learning about how consumers think about products how consumers think about their life so it was all about mm-hmm. seeking information knowledge and um, as 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 your boss's son when you join an organization nobody knows what to do with you correct uh, the 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 father can't give you too much attention because then that will mean that he's giving and sending out wrong signals he can't give you little attention because mm-hmm. you're a son correct so obviously right. there is it is uncomfortable for everyone involved right so i remember telling people that when i joined my companies i was my the only thing that i outranked was the water cooler everybody mm-hmm. else was more senior than me right mm-hmm. so at that point of time what what title can you give could you give research executive but the research executive was more senior than me even when i was a manager my the title remained job seeker itself because for me the title didn't matter right as long as i was as i was doing the job and knowledge seeker sounded like a very cool very zen samurai japanese kind of name so we were like cool let's go for it sounds interesting but knowledge seeking is 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 something that is uh different it is a part of my personality which is curiosity there are two things that i think are affecting the quality of our lives right now and the way that people are growing or not growing right now and that is one is curiosity and the second is thinking mm-hmm. people aren't just curious anymore right they are getting and taking whatever comes to them if you're saying no no i'm curious i look at all my youtube uh, suggestions yes but it's youtube suggestions for you it's not your suggestions for yourself or it's not you searching actively right you're looking mm-hmm. at what an algorithm thinks is worthy of you instead of you actually going out and searching so searching is something very very critical I remember back in the day when we had libraries and we used to go to school and college libraries you had to go through the through the rack searching for something that might be interesting for you you might ask people for references but it wasn't the same kind of content being constantly reinforced the way that we are now in terms of the youtube or what we get on instagram etc stuff that we like just we're seeing more of it if i like fitness pages i only get fitness pages right if i like formula 1 yeah. i only get formula 1 i don't see a vast variety so actively learning how to seek is very important the second important thing is thinking we don't spend enough time thinking we're so reactive in nature something you does something to us we immediately act and react react act act react we don't spend time sitting looking at the ceiling thinking about our life because thinking has become a bad thing because of the word that we use called overthinking so any amount of thinking now is overthinking right but thinking is a tool use it in the right way and you'll see a dramatic shift in the way that your life exists if you don't use it in the right way you'll end up injuring yourself right if you have a hammer and if you know how to use it you can either put the nail in the wall or you can hit your thumb and and be jumping around and screaming at her the choice is yours correct but learn how to use the tool and you won't necessarily have to deal with a broken finger right beautiful analogy right and i love this concept of uh, personality trait becoming a job designation interesting right so knowledge Thank seeking you. as a way of you know <laughs> i never knew that story that's interesting but uh, i think i like that those two aspects that you mentioned right the curiosity and the aspect to actually think and introspect and identify um, you know where your life is headed and actually um, 
I always say this that you know the reason why I call the community being miraculous is that we spend so much time doing uh, that we don't actually just be and you know reflect and introspect and that is a great way to actually learn and also measure how far you've come along right if you don't know that you really don't know where to go next either and hmm. uh, very curious though uh, you know when when in in being miraculous i always talk about how uh, you know true self awareness not the lying to yourself awareness but true self awareness leads to self transformation uh, have you experienced hmm. that what do you think is the role of uh, self awareness in transformation well if you're not aware of yourself you're not going to be able to transform because then you're going to constantly be thinking about what other people think of you see the reason why we don't transform or change or even know where we want to be is because we're constantly being fed by other people what they think we should be doing right. we are we are living in the image of what we think others have of us right you have to be a good son you have to now get married you now to have to have two children you have to now start working here it's very important for us to realize this because what happens is that we then start living other people's lives we start living what they wanted to do but now are imposing on us or what they think is best for us to do as well what is critical for us to realize in all of this is that most of what we do most of what we learn or the way that society is brought up society is always there not to see you win at life but to make sure that you don't lose at life it's a very very subtle yep. shift that exists right we have for example arranged marriage to make sure that you don't that at least you get married right imagine if you yeah. were living in a world where uh, it was survival of the fittest how many people would not be getting married correct our population right. wouldn't grow so it is all about understanding that society is also tweaking us to make sure that we don't lose and we can survive but surviving mm-hmm. is no fun right and if you yeah. play by these rules you will survive which is why thousands and thousands of people are just surviving how many people are actually right. thriving how many people are actually excited about their life how many people are actually jumping out of bed how many people are actually happy right all those things happen when you don't live a common life that means that you first have to understand who you are so that you can be uncommon there's a lovely dr seuss um saying that saying that says that in order to be number 1 you have to be odd so it is a beautiful way of appreciating that you have to be odd you have to stand out because ultimately you know that's what life is otherwise you might just be part of the herd be everybody else yeah. right beautiful right so appreciating the uncommon and using that uh, as a starting point towards transformation lovely great so i know ashton we've been talking a lot uh, back and forth in terms of uh, what to actually um, you know how do how did we want to shape this podcast up but there was one thing that uh, i did fail to mention we will be doing a quick rapid fire round um, before we end uh, this interview yay yes so i have my questions ready here uh, are you ready mm-hmm. to get started so first Shallow. thing that comes on your on. mind uh, no thinking yeah So okay, cool. I'm going to start easy, right? How do you uh, we'll start with simple things about how you define yourself, okay? So hmm. rational or intuitive? Intuitive. Hmm. Morning person or a night owl? No, morning person. Punctual or always running late? Oh, very punctual. 5 minutes early. 5 <laughs> minutes early. Okay. Planner or whimsical? I'm planner. Okay. 
बुक्स और मूवीज बुक्स जिम और आउटडोर वर्कआउट जिम 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 आउटडोर वर्कआउट्स टू डटी आह ओके व्हाट इज योर आइडियल वीकेंड लुक लाइक रीडिंग अ बुक एट होम और हिटिंग द क्लब बुक एट होम book at home okay now book so at home there's we'll... no other club that we can go to <laughs> yeah i should have asked pre covid or post covid uh, pre covid it wasn't club but it was actually hanging out with a lot of friends so mm. it was that but it wasn't the club at all right right okay hopefully we get to do that soon right so now we'll move on to a little tougher ones okay if you wanted to have a coach hmm. what would you be um genuinely honestly uh a monk somewhere which is probably still on the cards maybe in next four years hmm. so i'm setting up a small ashram and things Ooh, like that oh that's lovely hmm wow that's interesting uh one thing you're most proud of one achievement you're most proud of hmm. one achievement most proud of um i think the podcast and the way that the whole habit coach uh but creating the habit coach industry because till till we started there was no such thing as a habit coach right right nice question exactly that that's nice hmm um if you had one regret what would that be that i don't that i didn't know all the stuff that i know now back when i was in college i so wish i knew all this stuff back when i was in college my god what a different life it would have been Yeah, it would have been Ashton X point or much sooner. Are into like one million, <laughs> right? Right. But better late than never. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So one thing you tell your younger self. Um, fail like crazy. So do things like you think that you'll never fail, and fail like mad, because the more you fail, the faster you grow. Okay, more you fail, the faster you grow. Okay. Uh, one habit that you'd say had the biggest influence in your life. Um, I think for me it would have been uh, gratitude. Lovely. Hmm. Uh, a person you admire the most in the world. very difficult uh no because there are just too many blocks and categories of people to admire so mm. i think Top very very difficult um one i would put uh so non family okay so i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm classifying that because otherwise it would be mom and dad first but uh one would be tony robbins the second would be um I think either a Michael Jordan um and third who would I put third when I put third very difficult I haven't thought about it yeah. because what I typically okay. do is I try and take traits from different people and mix them in yeah. because you know right. it's very easy to understand that everyone has good and bad right so understanding yeah. which aspects of it you should be taking are very very important so I I've never actually ranked people that that way. 
right interesting perspective and uh, yeah i think uh, that would be my answer too because it's very very hard to rank people and uh, uh, but yeah i think thank you for sharing the closest two that you could come up with mm-hmm. interesting okay let's move on uh, what are three must haves mm-hmm. in your routine every day so for me one is gratitude then something creative so for example either writing a podcast writing my book shooting a video something creative and um and the third one would be uh i think learning so learning something at at some point of time so you know either my, either from an audio book or an online course or something so that is important mm. very interesting very interesting notice exercise doesn't fit uh, there and that's exactly what i was going to say that for as a fitness coach uh, i did not notice working out coming there at all any reason why no no i'm not a fitness coach thank god i'm not a fitness coach because then i'll have to live up to that standard of being a fitness coach no so for me exercise is not about getting a six pack and 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 being uh, you know shredded and all of that it's fun to do that from time to time but the idea of exercise is longevity and and longevity based exercise is slow exercise not necessarily everyday exercise movement everyday like I would right. probably jump on a rebounder, do twenty squats or something like that. But it's not focused exercise to the point where it kills you. So mm. longevity-wise, that is important. If you want to live to one hundred and forty, you have to think longevity. You mm. don't have to think short term. Very interesting. This is one of your uh, five foundational principles, right? Movement, not exercise. Mm. Movement, correct? Absolutely. Very interesting. Okay, I'm going to give you another tough one. Uh, you have to rate mm. your top three books that you've read. success principles this is the first one mm-hmm. um go for no is another book and oh. um the richest man in babylon 3 hmm interesting interesting i'm not at go for no hmm. i'll pick that up hmm go for okay. no is fantastic it's, it it is about understanding sales because we uh-huh. we don't realize that we're all selling technically all the time right if you want to watch yeah. a, a tv show at home and your parents don't want to watch it you're technically a salesman trying to say no mama please we have to watch it so go for no is yeah. a lovely book on understanding sales hmm, very interesting perspective okay thank you for that um let's let me ask this one question okay one habit if you have to pick just one habit that makes you healthier happier and more productive what would that be hmm. sleep sleep is the is 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 the most important thing it it improves your productivity dramatically it improves your health dramatically and there must be some reason why all of us have to sleep for designated hours right maybe that science still hasn't figured it out but there is something that sleep is doing for us to so sleep very very important quality not quantity right uh, i'm actually reading a book called why we sleep i'll let you know if there is scientific research for it i'll uh, keep you posted on that Very nice book. Oh, you read that? Okay, I'm hoping to get some answers mm-hmm. there. Hmm. Why we sleep? Oh. Sleep smarter. All of these are very nice books in sleep. Very nice. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask this one question. Okay, one habit that the habit coach is finding it difficult to build. Phone addiction. See, I didn't even. Uh-huh. I didn't need to. I need. Didn't have to wait for you to finish that question at all. Huh? That was like rapid fire ka baap answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, that's I think so many of us will raise our hands for that. But it's happened. But it's happened now, huh? I've just com- I've uh, completely uninstalled Instagram from my phone, uninstalled the social media apps from my phone. So it's much, much, much better. Oh gosh, 
I'm going to come and take coaching for you from that. <laughs> I'm, I'm still at about, I, mean, uh, yeah. I managed to reduce my screen time for about three and a half hours, but that's the best I've managed to do. Um, how from much, like, how I think, much? Uh, six hours on the phone. From six hours on the phone to about three wow. and a half now. So, lovely. Uh, that's the best I've lovely, managed. Lovely. Yeah. Un- uninstall okay. things and, and, and yeah. just stop replying to people. Everyone get pissed off with you, but that's part of it. Um, the, it'll reduce the incoming flow as well then. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> interesting. Actually, you know, another nice interesting thing I did was I uninstalled all the apps from my phone and then installed them on my computer. So mm-hmm. it is far less likely that you're going to actually start off your computer and check WhatsApp and Telegram and all of that. So it's easier on the computer. Yeah, increasing friction to access that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that with Instagram. I, I hid it and buried it deep inside my app library so that it's going to take me four steps or four clicks to get there so that I know that I'm not going to pick it up immediately. So actually, if you do Instagram on just the browser, it's so boring that you won't scroll, you won't spend more than two minutes on it. Mm, that's a very interesting perspective. I'm going to try that. Okay. Mm, for sure. Mm. Right. Okay, one uh, one secret to self-transformation. Don't think about breaking your comfort zone. Think about stretching your comfort zone. Hmm. I really like that. Hmm. To know more, read my book when it comes out because there's a full chapter on this. <laughs> Can't wait. But that is the secret. You know, we normally think about it as breaking out of comfort zone. And that's just too tiring and too exhausting and too difficult to do. You learn how to stretch it instead. Right, right. And it's always easier, right? You just move it by an inch every day and then you're there. Hmm. Move right. by an inch, bring it back, move by an inch, bring it back. And slowly, slowly, you suddenly realize that you're in a very different space. Very interesting. And I can't wait for the book. Uh, have you decided when it's going to release? Is that finalized or it's still on the cards? I just finished my first edit this morning. So now second edit and reading out aloud will happen. And so hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So awesome. I can't wait. Uh, mm. uh, that's my secret ambition as well to be a writer. I'll, I'll come. I'll take tips later. Yay. I still have to think of a title. So that is still in the works. Uh, I'm sure that is a tough job. Ah, you can still manage part. to write 10,000 words. <laughs> 52,000. So if you want a book that actually looks like a book on a shelf, it has to be 52,000. Who knew? I didn't. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, I just have one last question, Ashton. What is one Hmm. thing you want the audience to take away from this session? Motivation sucks. (laughs) Fail, 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 win. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you so much for showing up so honestly and I really enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure the audience will appreciate so many insights packed in just about 30 minutes. So thank you so much for Ashton for being a part of this conversation. My pleasure. Thank you so much and best of luck for your podcast. Thank you. Thank you.